0: hi this is ray
1: this is swapna and welcome to dreams and hope podcast thank you for being patient with us we have been missing for missing in action
0: that's right missing in action i think um been several weeks, but we're back at it and we promise, well, I don't know if we can promise that, but we'll try to do better. <laughs> it's uh, all my fault. So just so everybody knows, it's all my fault. It's not uh, Swapman's fault.
1: Uh, yes. I'm glad that you're owning your ch- challenges in life, Ray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> true. True. I uh, I have had a lot of little things come up. I've taken my wife on a anniversary celebration cruise. So that was good. Um, so you can't podcast where you're out of service. And, uh, that was a fun, and then just life kids getting back to school. Both of us have our kids getting back in school. So it's, uh, we've had some things come up, but we're back at it and we're going to do our best to stick with it. So how things all, how are all things going for you? you you have a birthday either coming up or it's, it's soon, right?
1: Yeah. You know what, as you were talking about, uh, what your life has been like for the past few weeks, I was thinking of something. I was thinking of how we both have intentionally decided that family has to be first. So the podcast mm-hmm. is the first thing that goes whenever there are things happening in yep. uh, in life. And I'm squarely placing the blame on you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Your life I, is I, way- I can
0: imagine the, the converse... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can imagine the conversation in your head is, um, I have a lot of things, but I'm not going to cancel on Ray. I'm going to make him cancel first. So it's like a game of chicken. And so (laughs) we're like chasing each other, knowing that someone's going to (laughs) cancel. And I happen to be the one that makes the first phone call. And you're like, Woo!
1: (laughs) I have a little black book of how many cancellations.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. It's, you're racking them up. I owe. I owe a lot. So I think I
1: have something like eight, so I'm going to use them. Oh,
0: no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, every week we're like, are we beating? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Are we beating? I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, but, but I, uh, really I do good. think
1: that this is life. I feel like this is more real than more real than the other option is where you do it like a chore or do it like a job or do it like mm-hmm. like a ritual so I think we both are not in that place in our life where we can say this is this is the ritual or this is part of like part of life like brushing your teeth so right. I feel like if if the if the scale is heavy, then this is the first thing that goes, and that's okay. That's
0: true. Yeah. Well, and I think our kids are at such a pivotal point of their lives that that that, that 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 does need to be our focus. So there there's some important things happening in, in all of our kids' lives right now that, that we need to walk with them through. So I think you're right. This goes first, but it is important. We love it. We love doing it. <laughs> and we, we text and talk a lot. So we uh, it's a good thing. It's just... Actually, having time to sit down for a bit and talk um, is cha- challenging.
1: That's true. That's true. I think we we do have a lot of communication in between the podcast, and it's kind of always building towards the next podcast. So it's almost like this um, mm-hmm. this elaborate meal that's being prepared, and the back end is like lots of ideas and lots of thoughts <laughs> and lots of uh, mm-hmm. concepts that we kind of talk about but uh, that's the back end of our podcast which is not visible
0: right well and if you can imagine our podcast as a seven course meal and every podcast is just a piece of the meal then you'll understand what we're working with <laughs> so so maybe this is the the appetizer right now and then next week or the next month will be the main course i don't know
1: but i don't know right. i think we are <laughs> apologizing for being absent
0: <laughs> that's what it is, but it's there's a purpose. there's a pur- it's not like we're just sloughing off.
1: Apologizing uh, and we- reassuring. I think <clears throat> we are apologizing that's and right. reassuring.
0: Yes and I, I, one of the things that's kept me kind of uh, distracted a little bit is my my health. I've had a lot of not that I would not that I have any health problems, but because of Christy's um, year that she's had, I've put my stuff kind of on hold. Uh, so now I'm picking it all back up and I'm getting back into my appointments and with my primary care. And then also I have some specialists that I'm going to see. And one of them is my neck, I've got this, I don't know. I have a, I have a feeling I've got a, either a bulging disc or a herniated disc or something on my neck. Um, and so I'm going to physical therapy right now. And then I have an MRI at the end of the month, and that's going to help me kind of figure out what's going on. It's either me not stretching or building the the muscles or something. There's something wrong. So trying to get that figured out. So I was talking to Swapna before and um, I said, I think I'm just getting old. And she goes, no, that's not it. (laughs) So I said, well, maybe it's my wreck from 20 years ago, 20 some years ago. So what do you think? Actually,
1: I don't think that's it. But I don't know the story of how bad your accident was. It sounds like you were in your early 20s and Mm -hmm. you had brain injury and Mm -hmm sounds like your personality changed afterwards like you were you were a little bit more cautious before and it seemed like after the accident you were easily upset and a little bit more irritable and and this is something that i've just listened to you so this is not my experience right. but this is what i have kind of collected in my head, as we have talked mm. over the last year and right. a half.
0: Right. Well, I think some of the some of the stuff that I have, like a pre-accident life and a post-accident life, and either, I don't really know. I mean, this is more theory and maybe. So hold uh,
1: on. Can you tell me how thinking long? Thinking about it
0: too much, but yeah.
1: I did interrupt you. So how long? No, that's so fine. So the accident was, were you, did you lose consciousness at the site of the accident?
0: It was momentary, but yes, it was was momentary.
1: Okay. So you had a concussion?
0: Yes, I did have a concussion. So here I'll kind of tell you what happened, um, the circumstances around it. And then there's like this pre-ray and then after accident ray. So, and the people that are like family, you know, Christy, people that know me would, would see it. But anybody that knows me in the last 20 years probably wouldn't wouldn't realize it. So um, I was driving down the road. I was um, going to I don't even remember where I was going. I was heading somewhere. Um, Christy was working and um, I was heading I was heading west. And the only reason I know I was heading west is because the sun was going down and and the sun was like in front of me. So I was driving west and there was uh, some teenage girls that had left their small little town to come to Springfield. This is Missouri. And Springfield's not that big but they were in a smaller town so they came to springfield to buy a goldfish is what i found out later Um, but they were 16 they had just gotten their license they weren't supposed to be in springfield that was kind of part of the the thing but they were in hobby lobby and they were coming out of hobby lobby and they were going to come across the road and then go east and so i'm going west and they were going to cut across the road and go east so they're going to go in front of me um i was in the left lane and there was a truck like a big delivery truck in the right lane and it had its blinker on to turn in the Hobby Lobby. So I was blocked by this truck. Well, the girls, you know, inexperience or whatever, they came across. Once the truck started turning, they went ahead and came out. Well, they met me as soon as they came out. And so I, they, I basically, it's not a T-bone, but I basically hit their, the side, passing the, the driver's side of their vehicle. Um, and, I was in a little S 10 pickup. I'm kind of a big guy. I'm 6one I'm, I'm, I'm tall. So the, the vehicle is really too small for me, but, um, I was in the S 10 pickup and when I hit, it hit, so, you know, I was going 45 miles an hour. I mean, just on the normal, uh, normal road there. And when I hit my body came up and over the seatbelt and hit the windshield. And so I hit the windshield with my forehead. And then of course came back once I hit. And for a moment I was unconscious just for a moment. When I came to, of course, the chaos in front of me, the girls are screaming. I'm trying to get out of my car. I don't know what's happening. I'm disoriented. I, I feel weird. My body feels weird. And so I'm trying to get out of my door and my door is jammed. So I can't even get out of my car. Cause it just pressed all the, the machinery to get you know, the metal together. And so I finally forced my way out of the, out of the car. And then I just fell to the ground. I couldn't even move. I was just like laying on the street. And so the, all the, the liquids coming out of my car, you know, the Radiator fluid and all that stuff's dripping out. And then there, the girls are across the way and they're freaking out. I mean, they're just terrified. Well, um, someone comes okay? up. Yeah, that's what I, I thought they were, they were freaking out so bad. I thought there was another passenger that was hurt in the vehicle. And so I was trying to crawl up to their vehicle to see, hey, what what what's going on? What can I do? I called 911. I'm on the street. I think I called 911. I'm pretty sure. And I'm laying on the street. I can't move. They're freaking out. I thought there was a baby. And and really what I thought was there was a baby in the backseat and the girls were freaking out about the baby. Actually, Christy will tell you for uh, months and months and months, I would wake up in the night or I had a, I had a bit of amnesia. And so I would say, is the baby okay? Is the baby okay? And Christy's would say, there's no baby. So and I come some- to find out it was a, it was like a goldfish. It, they were freaking out about the goldfish that they had just bought because it was rolling around in a bag in the back. <laughs> and so that was what they were freaking out about. Well, in my mind, it was a baby. And so there was some trauma or some, I don't know, something happened there that it got stuck in my head. Um, so I actually, for the next several weeks uh, with the concussion, I had some short-term memory loss. I I would repeat myself just over and over again, We'd have the same conversations again. This baby conversation happened to be one of can them. Can
1: I? Can I interrupt?
0: Yep, please.
1: So, did you think that you might die?
0: No, I never. I never thought I would die, but I thought something serious had happened to the people in the other car.
1: So you were worried um, about someone else, like the baby. Oh yeah. Baby yeah. dying. Oh yeah. The baby dying.
0: Right. Oh yeah. Like I heard a baby.
1: Like you know, heard a baby. Like just over
0: and over again, and, and witnesses that came up. They said that's all I was saying was, oh, my well, our, our word, a baby died, a baby died. You know, and I'm I don't I don't remember that. So I don't that part wasn't anything I can remember. That's just what they told me. And then Christy's friend, her best friend actually was in the parking lot and saw the ambulance and the fire trucks and the police and then loading me up into the ambulance. So so her friend saw that Christy, of course, was at work. She left work immediately met at the hospital. But it was a. Um, I don't know. It was a, it was a definitely a traumatic experience that bits and pieces of it, I can remember, but a lot of it is what people told me happened, you know? So how um,
1: long had you and Christy been together when this happened?
0: Um, two years. Two years. So this was December of 99, 1999. So right before Y2K, you know, if anybody if remembers Y2K, it was the the clocks rolling over to 2000. It was going to destroy all the computers. And so that was the same week that my accident was. So I'm so out of my date? mind. I want to say it was the 27th. Uh, it could have been the 21st, 22nd. It was around our anniversary. Um, I'd have to look and see what the exact date was. But it was like that last last part of December of 20 or say in 1999. Um, so, you know, the, the fear of Y2K, the, the, you know, we were semi newly married, Christy you know, saw her husband in the, in the hospital. They, they said that I had some kind of brain damage or something just because of the way I was talking. Um, and really it was just a, I guess it was a bruise. I, I, a concussion, you know, is what did it, um, it affected my work
1: um how did it affect your work well
0: at first i couldn't even go um because i it it was a lot of technical things and i I couldn't be trusted to to actually do the job and so there was some time it might have been a couple weeks i don't remember exactly how long but there was a couple weeks where i couldn't even go one day in particular i told christy i got to go to work pick up some stuff and we lived about eight minutes from my my work it was real close and between the house and the work, I asked her probably 15 times what we were doing. And she says, we're going to work. You got to get something. Oh, yeah. What are we doing? Where are we going? We got to go to work. You got to get something. Oh, yeah. So it's like just a short eight minute period. I was like freaking her out. I mean, she was freaked out. She was really worried <laughs> that she was going to have to. I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. I can't imagine what she was thinking, but she was really worried that her new husband was damaged. So
1: <laughs> I had become the baby. Yeah, I know
0: <laughs> that she's got to care for me the rest of our life. I don't yeah. know. I really don't know what she was thinking. I think she was just like, something's wrong. We got to get it figured out. But what's interesting is in the next two week, like the two week period, like simple stuff, like this happened for a while. Um, so hold on. Then, you're you're rushing ahead. Okay, go hold ahead. Hold on. So I know. you were
1: in the hospital. No, you you don't know. That's okay. So you were in the hospital. Did you have to... Did you have like big fractures or other big internal lo- damage? No. no. So it was just your no. brain. They did all
0: the tests. They did kind of the scans. They said I had like whiplash and, you know, this the normal accident stuff. Um, so did headaches. you need physical therapy? That was something. Okay. So here's the stupid part about our life back then. We were poor and newly married and anything that they said would cost money. And we didn't do a lot of stuff because we just didn't have the money. Um, and it, uh, the, the, oh, not a lawsuit, but the court proceedings, we didn't even get them finalized until 2004, maybe. It was, it took a long time because they fought it. They didn't even accept that it was my, that it was their fault. And so we had to go to court. It was a mess. So we finally settled out of court because I was living in Costa Rica at that time. And, uh, so... We settled for hospital bills and some therapy stuff, but I mean, we basically just, we basically just walked away from it. Gosh. So, yeah, it was kind of bad.
1: That sounds so stressful. <laughs> but we were
0: young and stupid and didn't have any money. And you know what I'm saying? There's things you do when you're young that you just don't. We were babies. I mean, I was, what? Well, how old was I? 20, 22 you, maybe? I would not um, describe
1: you as stupid. So you have to take that No, just back. a baby,
0: just a baby, just immature, didn't hmm. know.
1: No, I don't think that quite as accurate to say because you had at age 14 gone through this life-changing experience where you didn't know if you would live because of the cancer. And now at 22, you had this incredibly traumatic event where you, you almost felt responsible for the accident in some way because mm. you kept asking about the baby that you might have heard so maybe you're not responsible but i mean you're not responsible for the accident but you felt like something bad had happened and you were involved in it right, like right. something bad had happened and so it sounds very traumatic yeah especially in the in the course of this feeling that you did you deserve to live is a question that you were answering from from completion of your chemotherapy to 25 right
0: yep yep
1: so that was like 15 and a half is that Mm -hmm. is that
0: Uh, yeah right at 15 right when i turned 15 so Um, because i was diagnosed really early when i was 14 like almost that month and then it was a full year Full year of uh, treatments and chemo. So I didn't, I was in, in the actual process year and a half, but, um, and then of course cancer doesn't ever leave your mind, but I would say in the last 10 years, I haven't really thought about it until Christy got her cancer. And then it's really become, uh, personal again, you know?
1: Yeah. I think for you, Christy's cancer has been kind of revisiting an old wound.
0: Yeah. So for sure.
1: So I think for, the, for you, this accident in the heels of how could I be so incredibly lucky? Do I really deserve to live? And I really need to figure out, figure this is something that we talked yeah. right last or second last episode. We rea- I really need to figure out my purpose in mm-hmm. life. and And I feel like sometimes you are kind of like on this journey of okay, this is this is me and I'm moving towards this goal and yet something like this happens and it maybe even derailed you completely because what is the sense in this crazy accident mm-hmm. where it is almost like a freak thing, but it but it is impacting you so much as far as how you are able to function in just day to day life.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So it, it sounds like it impacted you in more than the cancer treatment did. Is that fair? It's probably, it?
0: it's probably, it's probably true. Um, and it came at about a time I had finished college. So as a college graduate, <clears throat> I had a college degree in cross-cultural communication and theology. I um, at the time had no intention of using my degree. <laughs> I was working at a communication company mm-hmm. And we, I graduated in August of that year. And then we were in, let's see, it was 1999. So I was 95, 99. Yeah. So I graduated in 99. We stayed in Missouri, um, just in the town where the college was, we were working. She had a job at an insurance company. I had a job at the communications company and I got, I became a manager. And then I really didn't have any intention of using my degree, um, and then in that short period of time, I got the accident. Then a few months later, Christy's dad was diagnosed with cancer. We decided to move back to Oklahoma. There's a lot of things that happened. And I kind of wonder sometimes if the accident was a, I mean, it definitely was a a big part of that time because some of the decisions I made afterwards were rash. And I, I think some of it both- probably... Impulsive. And, uh, and a lot of it had to do with that accident, I think, um, just with my brain.
1: having Making impulsive decisions doesn't mean that they are necessarily bad. Hmm. Impulsivity, so that I changed the, I challenged your rash <laughs> word, because I, I was thinking rash sometimes can mean that they are wrong. But... Sometimes impulsive decisions are not always wrong. Yeah, they're just impulsive. Like you, you are a cautious person, and then you just throw caution to the wind because of maybe your life experiences and maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's meant to be.
0: I agree with that. I agree with that assessment because you know going through cancer. Then getting married then having going to college getting married having this accident it was almost like what am I waiting for so even the decisions if they were rash or impulsive they still can't okay, no really well okay so if they were impulsive and sudden
1: let's find another <laughs> word
0: let's fi- <laughs> no but they were they weren't they weren't necessarily very very thought out and so you can go from a a person that's a planner to all of a sudden being a person that's just like let's go you know and I, and I think it, you know, Christy, it kind of was a whiplash for her because, um, like I said, all these decisions that we made actually were good and they turned out really well, you know, we moved to Oklahoma, we were near her family, we got new jobs. Um, it, it was, it was a good thing, but it did seem impulsive, you know, uh, compared to what we were planning on doing. So interesting. So, but we didn't, I didn't have to stay in the hospital, um, Overnight, it was. So just, why
1: did they fight it? Why did they fight you guys so hard? Is it the insurance wanting to it save money? It was insurance money?
0: world. Yeah, it was insurance world. They just didn't want to pay because they knew this was such a big thing that was gonna. It was probably gonna be a lifelong problem, and so I think once they would admit fault, fault like even in the. Even in the um, police, the police came, they did all their assessment, they gave her a ticket. I mean, it was all very straightforward and obvious. And I don't know if there was a lapse in my attorneys, because it, it was it's a long story. But um, in the years that we fought it, I actually changed attorneys one time because it just was not working. Their attorney was really just a turkey. What happened?
1: What does my that mean, turkey?
0: He... Did did the um, what are those called? Um, oh, those those proceedings before you go to court. The, um, uh, crud. I can't remember the name of it. But you go into a room and they, they deposition ask you deposition. Yes. So the depositions were always hostile. Aww.
1: Always hostile.
0: So and he was, I was a just turkey. Like,
1: meaning he was not a.
0: He wasn't going to work with me. He didn't want to. Like his job was to to win. look out
1: for his client.
0: Yeah, which is fine. That's I mean That's I, I get it. Um, so I, one of the things that happened was I would remember, this is all within the first couple weeks back then we didn't have, uh, smartphones. And so phone numbers, we would memorize them. Mm -hmm. And so you'd memorize people's phone numbers. And so if you want to call somebody, you're like, you just know their number. And one of the people I called every single day was my brother. Hmm. every single day I would call him. And so I was just like, dial his number, let's go. This know. one, um,
1: is your, your, your uh, brother, the brother next, who's the next close, brother. close to your age. Okay.
0: Yes, yeah. And so, because um, I'd go see him, we'd spend every lunch together um, pretty much every day because he had been in the States for a short time. Um, anyway, it was a, it was a good relationship. Well, I could not, I would look at my phone and I could not remember his number. And it really upset me because I knew that I called him every day. And so once I would, I could never figure it out. And so once I realized that I couldn't remember the phone number, I also realized that I couldn't see my phone. Um, my eyes stopped working. And so I went to the doctor, the eye doctor and the eye doctor said that my eyes aged from 20 to 40. Uh, okay in one moment
1: i'm going to pause you because you're torturing me with this trauma I know. story
0: i, know. I, I don't I know. know if
1: it was the right thing to record this <laughs> podcast seriously <laughs> oh gosh hold on well, it's just the, it's just part of my on. life i mean yeah I know. I, know, I, know. I, know, <laughs> I know it is part of your life but i'm listening to it for the first time so okay we're going to have to make an executive decision of uh, whether we continue the trauma story or <laughs> not.
0: <laughs> well, one of the one of the one of the things you and I have talked about and this is the part that you say we need to talk about cuz we can talk about details all day long there were so many compounding things that happened. I know. But I know. the one thing that you've said that I've told you is my personality changed. I'm a different person than I used to be. And, and I've challenged the things that you. You've challenged me is yes, I've well, there's probably you. something else. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I went to OU Medical Center when we moved to Oklahoma City to a psychoneurologist, to a neurologist. They did brain scans. I did psychotherapy with a psychoneurologist. He's the one that told me that you had a personality change. And as soon as he said that, something clicked in my brain
1: mm.
0: that made sense because I would get angry with people that I never would before I would get impatient with people and I never did before. So.
1: Sounds like the the explanation helped you forgive yourself.
0: It could be, it could be, and it kind of snapped into position, you know, like something went click and it helped whatever, whatever it was helped.
1: It almost sounds like you were experiencing something and naming the experience helped you deal with it better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that.
1: Okay. So and it allowed
0: think... me to go forward with, with, yeah. with some kind of peace. And, and I think we should dive into this some other time because the brain is a fascinating thing, but those three years after my accident were the most productive, the most um, growing Really? mental growing years i've had my whole life really so very we need another
1: sorry yeah, it. i'm not saying it but we need to <laughs> like bang your head a little bit maybe some football <laughs> no
0: no 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 more <laughs> i'm good i'm good <laughs>
1: maybe some contact sports like basketball or no, football <laughs> no 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 I
0: don't, I don't need any more bangs in my head <laughs>
1: so. oh my gosh okay but, uh, i have so many so. thoughts as i'm listening to you uh, but I think uh, I'm 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 a slow thinker. Some days, so I feel like they're just going to like sit in this uh, space where I'm putting together this puzzle of
0: mm-hmm.
1: puzzle of this experience that you described, and some of the puzzle. It's like I have these million puzzles in my head, and they never need to be finished. They just need to kind of. I just like tend to a little bit. Right of the puzzle, and then I can walk away and come back. And so I think we are going to pause because I am done with your.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, you know, what's really funny about this is I think in my, this is my experience. And so for me, this is normal life. Well, when people tell me their stories and they don't really, they don't have a lot of trauma, they don't have a lot of like chaos. And I'm like, huh, my life has been, adventure and i didn't know that it was an adventure i thought it was just normal you know so (laughs) and i'm talking ranging from living out of the country from the accidents to the cancer to the adoption to the jungle experience i mean there's so many things that have been kind of compacted in my life i've lived an adventure and it's been it's been great i wouldn't trade it so
1: you know some people live adventures in their head and some people actually do go on Jungle treks and accidents <laughs> and cancer yeah, yeah. survivors and whatnot. So, I, I think we all live an adventure. Yeah. But uh, but so we are going to come back to the puzzle of how the <laughs> how these formative experiences changed and kind of even made you who you were so we can we can come back to it some other time i am a little bit traumatized listening to it because sorry (laughs) 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 no there is a reason i just had a wreck like two weeks ago oh no i know it's been so bad uh the the bad part is our truck is not working so we are Uh. yeah so we it's it was kind of just uh and i was not in the car when it happened but i arrived at it happened like few few houses down our street, mm-hmm. so I was there from like minute five to minute fifty. So right. I think I'm I'm a little uh, sensitized yeah. to to it.
0: Is he okay? I mean, is everybody? He's okay? good. He's good. Okay.
1: He's good. Wow. Uh, but the the car uh, had a little bit like it. Our car was a little bigger, and the other car was a little smaller, so it had a little bit more. Damaged than ours, and so it's. uh, Mm. I was a part of my mind was reliving some of some of the things that have happened in the last few weeks. Yeah, Mm. but we are down to one car, and uh, we keep thinking, "Oh, we should rent. We should rent." And then uh, somehow we seem to just manage without, with lots of juggling. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. but uh, we seem to manage. So. Yeah, it was at the end of this month, like 31st August. So it's been a little bit crazy.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's scary. Scary. Well, I'm glad everybody's fine. But um, I, uh, I'm looking forward to digging more into the thoughts because I think some of the perspective that you have in your experience might even help turn some more light bulbs on in my head. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we can figure that out. <laughs>
1: You know to me i I didn't have any other light bulb moment today other than that you it was almost like a war zone for you. like you had survived this huge thing and then when you survive, it's like kind of acute when you have an event acutely, you're just like kind of mm-hmm. kind of just dealing with the event, but you are a different person because of the event and you don't really realize how you change, it's like this tree that is blowing in the wind and the wind keeps blowing and the tree keeps bending and the tree does not realize that it's kind of a little bend because of the wind but the winds because you cannot really see the wind Mm -hmm. but what you see is the result of of this experience, the wind that's blown in this particular direction for that particular tree and maybe even 20 years later you realize, hey why am i why is my neck hurting today mm-hmm. so it's it's an interesting thing so i had a wreck back in 2007 and my car was totaled and i was not hurt but i am a different driver because of the wreck because so i always oh, pause yeah. an extra half second so i didn't get a ticket but i was turning left onto a or a road so i was stopped and i was turning i was turning left and there was incoming traffic so i had a smaller car and i misjudged how fast i could make that uh, make that uh and so uh, so someone hit me yeah on the front of my front of my car it was total And it was like a nanny with a child. And uh, Mm. I was so mad at myself because I was running behind for psychotherapy supervision. So I was basically very mad at myself because it was so important for me to be on time that Mm. I would risk. I mean, I, I did not risk it, but I mean, I did not know that I was making a mistake because mistakes happen. But uh, yeah. I was mad at myself for being in this mental space where I couldn't be on time. So I had to, mm-hmm. I had this feeling that I had to rush. And so I have uh, been careful about not rushing on the street. So I said to myself, it does not matter if I'm late on the, if I'm driving and I'm late, I'm still going to do the more safe thing. So that has, yeah. that has changed me forever. And so, it's it's been an interesting journey. I feel like we all have these experiences that shape us.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how life would be without those. Those it's almost like guardrails where they bump you back, kind of on on your path. And I don't I don't know how life would be without those milestone moments that that really shape us. You know, my driving changed after that too. Uh, yeah, seriously, changed after that.
1: So it's like this pivotal moment where you uh-huh. pause. And you decide you're you're much more intentional in the way you live your life after that pivotal moment. And you may not realize it might not be just two weeks after the after it, or it might be just years in making. Like I feel like my driving has improved I mean not improved, I'm just a safer driver because I never wanted to be in that situation again. Of course right. I can always be in that situation of course things can happen to every one of us but I feel like these things shape us in ways that are extraordinary
0: Yeah it's true I agree I agree and I, and I, those those are good those are great if you can look at them in the right perspective they're great moments uh because they it's really what makes life life um because if we don't have those moments, we can't really learn or even see what we're made of. I, I think it sometimes they're a test to see what you're made of. Sometimes it's a, a moment to wake you up. Sometimes it's a moment to change the course of your life. And and, and I think approaching them, depending on the perspective that you pro- approach them, you know, if someone looked at my life, they would say, oh, you're accident prone or you've had too many things because of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, I don't think things just happen to me just because they're I'm in a bad like bad luck. It just kind of life showing me what I'm made of. <laughs> that's really perspective my perspective on it. And so you if you take everything with your hands open and you're you're willing to walk into things. And if you know, if God sees fit for you to step into this season of your life, okay. Then okay, I'm on. Let's go. Let's figure it out.
1: <laughs> Gosh, <clears throat> that's that's true. It's ten fifty. Yep. It's about forty-five minutes, and this is how long we usually talk for our this podcast. We, yeah. we are <laughs> going to slowly wind down, is what Sounds I'm good. thinking to myself. Yep. Yep. So we've talked about we've talked about <clears throat> a pivotal moment. It could be a good or a bad, shaping who you are, not just in that short term, but for long term. So we've we've talked about we've talked about two of the pivotal experiences you've had in your life that have shaped you in a fundamental way. Yep. And I could relate to it because I've had a lived experience similar to you, but it sounds like uh, we still, I'm sure we'll keep talking about about <laughs> the puzzle of your accident yeah. when when we come to it.
0: Well, and I know we have uh, coming up some some guests that we're going to have on, which I'm excited about. Oh yes, I'm uh, so excited.
1: Yeah, I'm going to just say it. Okay. And then, uh, so I have Tim Humans, who's a picker at at Mm -hmm. one of our at one of my kids or at my kids' school, and he's been Mm -hmm. he's been fun to talk to, and he's. a he has great insight into lots of things, and he's smart and intellectual, and a musician. So I'm hoping that we can hear a little bit of his story yeah. when we, when we, when we get around to coordinating <laughs> the, all of us being in the same space.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, I think I have one more friend that I'm I have asked, and he has committed to us. So we will we will start our journey. So part of the journey that I really wanted to embark, not just between you and me is is to just hear stories just the story that we heard of of these who who are we what makes us what we are and mm-hmm. just the story of being human is what yeah. I feel we, we we want to share
0: so yeah, thank you so. And it works right into our podcast as far as just our name of the podcast, which is dreams and hope and, and what it is. Everybody has dreams in their life. Everybody has hope and we want to hear stories. We want to hear people's experiences along the journey. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited. I, I friended um, Tim on uh, Facebook and we chatted for a minute and I'm looking forward to meeting him in person. And um, we have a couple other people we want to get on to, but we'll keep that in our back pocket for now.
1: Yes. Yes. The other thing I wanted to do for this month is (coughs) this month is Suicide Prevention Month and I wanted to do a podcast on that and talk about my experience of having lived, Mm -hmm. um, having having had a lived experience of someone close to me dying by suicide. So Mm -hmm. we will try to do it this month and we will pause for now. Thank you for listening.